Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Show. Coming up, we'll hear all about the goalkeeping crisis that led GFC to calling upon a former Leeds man between the sticks on Saturday and how he helped the Green Lions secure a great point in their first game in more than a month. Plus, we'll round up all the latest action from the FNB Prio League as Saints steam past Rovers to tighten their grip on the title race. I'm Tony Kerr and with me today, it's Rob Batty. Say, Rob. Hi, Tony. How you doing? Yeah, fine. Thank you. Good stuff. Well, let's start with the GFC situation. They came from behind to draw one all at Tooting and Mitchum on Saturday. At Jacob Fallais with the goal on his return to the side. Uh, but this game was also notable for the presence of Will Huffer in goal. And it was quite a story behind how he got got there i'm pleased to say um we can bring in the gfc manager tony vance uh, afternoon tony afternoon thanks for sparing a few minutes um great result in the end or a great point on saturday um let's start with that goalkeeping situation because i think on friday lunchtime you had uh, literally no one to play in goal and 24 hours later as i say you were picking a former leeds united player how did you get there <laughs> Um, a very sort of uh, long, <laughs> a long scenario of trying to trying to find a goalkeeper. Oh, I don't know, nineteen phone calls. I don't know, fifteen WhatsApp messages. God knows, you know, I, I didn't do any work on Friday basically because it was just sort of trying to. And, and, and I'm not joking, you know, literally um, answering all sorts of messages and, you know, also message from within all people concerned and worried that we didn't have a goalkeeper so uh yeah i went it's fair to say i went to great lengths to try and find one obviously locally was my first first of um port of call as it always is and unfortunately uh our cal stanton got injured in in midweek in training uh geordie was still injured josh unable to travel through work and uh of course all the local prio games were playing so all those goalkeepers were you know um not that obviously they're, they're not training with us but um there could have been an opportunity there if it was right for the local clubs but i wasn't going to do that because you know ultimately that's where their their sort of priority is so uh it left us with no alternative um, made numerous phone calls as I said and thankfully around 7 o'clock at night or 6 o'clock at night I think we, we managed to find Will um, through, a, through a contact of mine and, and uh, <laughs> a bit frustrating really because I should have gone to him first to be honest but I, I, you know when you're in a sort of panic situation you, you, you have to sort of uh, tick, sort of tick the boxes in the right, in the right way um, Jamie Dodd was devastated because he he put his hat, his hat into the ring, or his gloves into the <laughs> ring, shall I say? And I think when I messaged him about half past six, saying you can stand down, Doddy, he, he was actually gutted. I think. <laughs> you had Dave Rioya lined up at one stage, didn't you? Well, I did until Doddy um, messaged me to say he reckons he's better than Dave in goal. When he's taller. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, the thing is with Doddy, he, he wasn't fit enough to play, so uh, that's why I didn't really go go to him, but. You know what Doddy's like. He would have he would have played for the cause and <laughs> and and helped us out. So uh, as I said, I, I generally think he was gutted that he didn't get the chance. But um, I think we we did all right in the end with with Will. Crikey! From what I've seen in the highlights, you um, struck gold there with getting Will. He certainly looks a uh, looks a player. Oh, absolutely! And and you know the best thing about it is he's a good lad as well. He was he he wasn't arrogant. He wasn't you know he was really really keen to be involved and and. You know, was so excited about it, and and actually at the end of it, which is what happens really with with Guernsey FC, is that is that you, you get involved and you get excited about it, and obviously it was a good experience in terms of us getting the point. 
uh, at Tooting and Mitchum, which is a good ground, you know, uh, you know, good good sort of support base there. And, and he he really got sucked into it. And at the end, it said he was he was almost disappointed that he's committed um, elsewhere because uh, he would have loved to have certainly been involved on Sunday against Basingstoke and, and be flown over. And, and uh, he's now got a, a real allegiance to the club, I think, just after after that one instance. So, uh, yeah, a very genuine guy, but um, also uh, what, a, what a presence. Yeah. Who's he signing on for then? Well, he's, he's, <laughs> he's committed. No, he's committed to, funny enough, to Burgess Hill. Uh, he, he's better who are, who are in our old league. Uh, um, he's, he's, since he left the pro game, he went to university and, and uh, is... He's trying to carve out a career in London, in the city, and uh, he's got a job there where he, he's had offers. He's definitely of national league standard for sure, um, and he's had offers from that from that level, from what I can gather. But he he, he couldn't he couldn't commit to the travelling and training situation because of his career. So uh, I think Burgess Hill was the offer that worked for him in terms of sort of for now, and then he'll see where it takes him. But. Um, yeah, as I said, he he he, um, he really enjoyed playing for us and and wanted to uh, to to play again, but uh, the rules won't dictate that we could we could do that. Unfortunately, did you tell him you've got a we've got a thriving finance industry over here that he could possibly um, <laughs> continue his um, education in that respect here? Uh, it was mentioned, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and he seemed interested. Uh, yeah, he, as I said, he's a really nice, genuine lad, and. Um, he bought into the whole thing, I think, but within sort of, well, even before the kickoff, he knew the names of everybody and, and um, you know, he was really pleased at the style of play that we, that we sort of, I said to him, look, we're going to play out from the back and I'm going to want to use you. And he was, he, he was pleasantly surprised. His face lit up a little bit because he said the last clubs, he's all the, all the non-league clubs he's played on loan for or while he's been dabbling around, all the managers told him to do is get rid of it and smash it up front. So um, he was, he was, he was delighted. Um, I think. I think after two minutes, he probably wasn't delighted when he was picking the ball out the back of the net. But you know, <laughs> um, so that wasn't the ideal start. But uh, he went from strength to strength. So, what's the situation now then, um, Tony, regarding Cal Stanton? Is this a long-term injury, or was it just very short-term? No, well, I'm hoping it's short-term. I'm hoping he's available Sunday, and oh, good. Uh, otherwise, otherwise Friday I could be uh, back on the phone again <laughs> and doing my Harry Redknapp impression. Um, but uh, no, he's. Uh, I think. I mean, Cal's on physiotherapy. He's in the gym, trying to build it back up again. So hopefully he'll be available. Which you know, obviously uh, he's of the same standard of will for sure. So, uh, you know, but um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and you mentioned the fact that Will was picking the ball out of his goal quite early, an early penalty, but uh, but you guys fought back really well. As I say, Jacob Fallet's popped up um, at the back post with a header to get the equaliser before half-time. And from what I saw of the match, um, you played some really nice stuff. So is that a point that you, you were pretty pleased with at the end? Yeah, I think so. The first half, we, we dominated possession. Obviously, that first sort of four or five minutes was a bit wobbly and we were all over the place. Not a great start. Uh, but after that, to show the character, to be able to then get the confidence to to play and and um, and try and sort of get back at them uh, was 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 excellent by the players. It was an awful pitch in terms of surface, so that made the sort of the possession building and the and the and the way the the mannerism, the way the players did it, um, even better. I think we were sixty two percent, sixty one percent possession, which is our best this season, which is amazing, really. And um, when you consider it, and we we you know with our possession, we we moved them back and uh, started to dominate control of the game and and uh, created chances and. 
we were knocking on the door and we missed a couple of good chances and and then luckily from a set piece Jacob got the goal which was which was a well worked set piece and um as I said we we deserve to be equal, to be uh, on equal footings and then you know one could argue that we probably deserve to be ahead at half time second half was slightly different we were wobbling a little bit whilst they didn't didn't really trouble will in goal we uh, you know they had the second half for sure so um probably a draw was a fair result from what from little little bits i've seen that tom jackson seemed to be on the ball quite a lot was he playing um sort of the base of the mid mid midline yeah, a little bit of rotation in there, but yeah, he, he generally was. So um, and and he, he did very very well. I mean, for for a big lad, uh, it you know it's good feet and and it moved the ball well. And uh, he was he was competitive. I'm not quite sure he was Chris Dyer like like um, Sharman thinks he is, but uh, you know obviously in in terms of in terms of his his sort of how he's how he's developed in the last couple of years is is significant, and uh, I think he'll be a real asset to us. Yeah, he certainly had some some height to that that area where we weren't particularly um, strong, and Jacob um, looked he kept cropping up in all the highlights, heading balls everywhere. Yeah, I, mean, I think as I said to you, having Jacob back is is a, is a real asset to us in in terms of his defensive strength and and ability, but also he gives us a real target now. Um, with our set pieces, obviously, it's probably well known that we don't tend to deliver the ball too too much because we try and do other scenarios with our set pieces. But now we've got a different different option, and uh, you know, obviously, he got the goal from that, but he was a real threat and also defending as well. We're we're not, we're not going to be so weak now. So um, he's a real asset to have as he gets up to speed. But um, yeah, he, he did very well and was was particularly a leader in, in the way he played on on Saturday. And I see you had the old warhorse Dave Rioi out out again. Was he playing sort of right wing back or right side of midfield? Yeah, Dave. Dave, I, I trust Dave. You know, obviously he's like you say a warhorse, but what you know, you know what you're going to get from Dave, and he's he's a very sort of consistent player. Um, you can put him anywhere, and and uh, he knows his assets, he knows his strengths, but he also knows how to keep the ball, and and also, as I said, you can trust him defensively and off the ball. Uh, so uh, he was a, he was a good player to have for that for that particular sort of responsibility and role so um, yeah I mean Dave Dave will have a part to play for us for sure this season It certainly seems you obviously um, very reliant at the moment on Carl Smith and Ross up front now that Carlos has um, disappeared um, how close are you to um, perhaps having Will Fazakali back in to increase your options I'm very uh, he's already been driven down here to um, tell me how well he did it for Manza and thought he he thought he and told, told me he's ready to play He didn't do play, that well so, they lost <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we we gave him some things to concentrate on, to be honest, and focus on, and and obviously he's training. He he feels he's ready. Uh, so uh, again, if if he can force his way into the group, then uh, and that, that's another sort of six six foot plus player that we've got that um suddenly little old Guernsey are going to look a bit of a bigger team in a different dimension. Uh, you know, our spine is is going to be very strong. So uh, the important thing for Faz is that if his time comes when it comes uh, and as long as he doesn't if it doesn't come as early as he'd like he doesn't sulk and which he which he's got uh, in his locker but he, he's at the moment he's making all the right noises and and he's close to being ready so uh, that will be a good asset for us to have as, as well certainly will and you've got back-to-back home games coming up tony um sunday and then next midweek um obviously last time 
you guys played at Futsal and you won 6-2 and it's been whatever five weeks since then so it must be sort of slightly frustrating not to have been able to sort of build on that momentum but I guess with the new faces and, and a positive result of the weekend you'll be you'll be uh, looking forward to getting back out of Futsal? Yeah it's strange because I mean I think that, make, that makes sort of the result at Tutin away from home with the resources we had even better because we haven't played for five weeks we, we had three or four players who were not going to make 90 minutes due to sort of COVID uh, in terms of their their sort of recovery wasn't quite there. So, uh, it, as I said, it made that result even better. Now what we've got is, like you say, a couple of home games where, I mean, it, it just shows the, the kind of ridiculousness of, of this league. We're playing Basingstoke Town, who were, I think were sort of third or fourth in and around that area. Good resources, uh, you know, obviously historic team so you know they're going to have a, a fair amount of money to spend and and I think they lost at home to Northwood who were right down or right down where we were and they lost comfortably away from home to them so it just shows how this league is so uh, it depends what team Basingstoke bring over what what team turns up on the day but what it proves is for us is that it's a winnable game and and uh, as long as hopefully the weather's good and we can get a good support base which is vital for us in, in many, many ways in terms of the finances, the, the commercials of the club, but also for, for the lads to uh, to aspire to play in front of and, and, and gives us that momentum that we might need to get us over the line against these teams because they're strong. But, you know, as I said, I, I keep saying this, I haven't seen many teams in this league bar, bar the two that have, that have sort of blown us away. I don't. I'm fearful of certainly some bonkers results. I see um, Chertsey Town, who were pretty appalling defensively at our place last time, um, back in December. And they got tanked twelve last week, I, I believe. And um, and Chalfont St Peter, who were bottom, uh, managed to win on Saturday away at Binfield, who were about seventh or eighth. So that's a strange result. So it was Stains. It was Stains Town that lost twelve nil. Um, but but Chertsey who we played as as you know and and didn't deserve to lose that game for sure they're second so uh, it, it's crazy it's it's a very strange league uh, you know as i said but um, I'm, I'm glad we're in this one and not the other one that's for sure just finally tony on the covid front um obviously he had a, f- a few players uh, he went down with it and and you know perhaps um not bounced straight back you know it've taken a bit of time to to kind of come through it are those sort of concerns over now, or is there, there's still a bit of it around? Yeah, it's still a bit, a little bit around. There's a few people that haven't had it for various reasons. I don't know why. You know, obviously, no one really knows that. <laughs> um, but uh, have you been uh, surprised said, by how, been... how much of an impact it's had on 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 some of the players? Um, yes and no. I mean, obviously, you know, I've, I've known people that have had it and, and have been in difficult situations with it, and some that have had it that uh, that it hasn't really affected them. It, it's it's obviously I'm, I'm no expert, but the one thing I do know about it and, and the ruling that's in place is ridiculous. Uh, as I said, it's it's really really scary that they're they're content to allow a player that's had COVID to then be classed as fit, and you can't use them as a, a not an excuse it's not the right word but you use them to warrant not being able to play because you haven't got fit enough players you know a player that comes back from covid is classed as fit well yeah i mean you're looking sort of three four weeks some of these players have have, have since had covid and they're still not ready to play football and it's a real welfare issue it's 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 poor it's you know and suddenly we'll never we'll never put a player in a situation where they're not ready to, to play and it could be threatening to them but you know like with their breathing that you know some of them got asthma for example and 
it, they shouldn't be classed as fit. Absolutely not. It's crazy and uh, it's dangerous. So, uh, as I said, these rules are, are really poor, in my opinion, from from the FA. And but you know, what can you do? I, I know you've got to get on with it, but for us, with our resources, when when you've got a player that's had COVID, and three four weeks later they're they're still struggling, and and you know, they're telling us oh, that they've got to play, otherwise you've got to go and sign somebody else. Well, that's not the real realistic situation. <laughs> particularly for us. Well, let's hope you've got a, a good group to call on for Sunday. We're looking forward to, to seeing uh, the team back out of Fritz Lane. Uh, yeah, I hope, hope the build-up goes well and we'll catch up with you soon, Tony. Thanks a lot. Cheers, yeah. guys. Thanks for your time. Till that time. Cheers. Bye. Tony Vance there. Uh, good to hear from him and a, a good result for the Green Lions on Saturday. Uh, you mentioned, uh, Rob, some some crazy results in the league. And yeah, Guernsey are back on the, the bottom of the Isthmian South Central after Chalfont St. Peter's win. But with seven or eight games in hand on a lot of the teams around them. And there's not many points separating uh, the teams in the bottom half at the moment. No, no. But it, it must have been a little bit gutting having fought so hard and played so well to get a point to find yourself back on the bottom, having heard that Charles and Peter managed to, to win away from home against a team that's in the sort of top third of the table. But you look at the table and, you know, the next seven teams above us, um, I see Chipstead, um, who are... I'd say six, six or seven places above GFC um, are only six points ahead and they have played eight games more than um, Guernsey FC. So it's, um, it, it's, it's not a great situation, but I, I think with these new signings and the way they've played and the number of home games they've got to come, I'm sure the Green Lions will start surging up the table. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, right, well, let's move on to the Prio League then. Four matches at the weekend. We were both down um, at Rovers at Portsmouth, where Saints are very much not Rovers out of the title race. And, yeah, and, and some and of us on. were there the whole 90 minutes, Tony, <laughs> and saw all the goals. Um. I know. I drove, I was driving <laughs> along the coast road and I could see the players on the pitch. And I, it was about, to, I, I'm always late, Rob, as you know. Yes. Um, but I had a job before. I could see the scoreboard, but I couldn't quite work out what it said. And it, it, I thought nil-nil, I thought the players were jogging back maybe from an offside decision. Anyway, yeah, pulled in, parked, and I think there'd be about two and a half minutes on the clock, and it was already one all. Yeah, incredible, incredible start. 27 seconds, I was told by linesman Tony Sarr, who's standing in front of me, for the first goal, um, which was carved out by a good run and good, good play by Finn Whitmore who then fed Max Simpson-Cohen wide and left. Now, Max had had a horrendous afternoon last time out down at Portsmouth when they lost at home to Sylvans. On this occasion, he had a really good good game, ticking the first half, cut in off the left and then finished well with his right foot past Jason Martin. <laughs> Saints were stunned. But, um, as I say, within ni- oh, 90 seconds, they, they, they forced a free kick wide on the left. Danny Hale whipped it in. It was a good free kick, sort of, chest height, head height, um, um, about six feet in from the near post and Adam Bullock chose to punch it, clear, double punch it and punched it straight onto the body um, nearby of George Mason who was credited with the goal, as far as I was concerned anyway. And um, (laughs) by half-time it was 3-1, it could have been 5 Finn Whitmore scored a good consolation goal in the second half, bravely at the far post, but to be honest, Saints were... Very strong. Rovers were defensively on this occasion pretty poor, I thought, um, and they their midfield was not giving them a lot of protection. Um, I've seen the central duo of um, <coughs> um, 
James Grundy and Jack Bud, he's had much better games. Um, I think Jack's just coming back from fitness. is not quite up to speed. And James Grundy was struggling to, to be fit for the game with a groin injury and clearly wasn't himself. Um, no, I think um, kept, Rovers kept going, to be fair, and they kept plugging away and tried to play some football and played some neat football at times, but they had no answer to Saints' all-round strength. You know, they, some Martins turn up, they, are, they expect to win. They've got that feeling about winners, you know. They 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 that they've got depth. They can bring in players. I mean, their front three on the Saturday is full of speed. Um, Danny Hale, great hat trick, terrific player. And if only Danny was probably you know hundred percent committed to his sport, he'd walk in the Island team. He'd have several Marathi caps by now. Um, Tony Hans will be knocking his door down to get him played for the GFC. He is a very, very good player. There's nobody who strikes the ball better in the Premier League. And um, Cal and Usher's having a great season. Very, very rapid. And I'm pleased to say, Ollie Smith, who's um, only come recently into the um, first Saints first team on a regular basis, is playing his best football for many, many years. Um, he was obviously a highly rated junior. He had a, a big medical issue when he was young. Um, which was very serious, but he then sort of, you know, played pro football before previously with Saints and Bells, um, but uh, you know, sort of come in and out of the of, of teams and never really fitted in too too well. I don't think you know, but now I think he really looks the player, um, you know, people hoped he would be when he was a youngster. He is very very sharp, and he put away a fantastic goal on Saturday. Really yeah. classy finish. Took it very well to put Saints in front um, for their second goal. Uh, yeah, you mentioned Danny Hale as well. Yeah, it really was Danny's day, wasn't it, down there? Um, a couple of really nice uh, sort of sharp sort of strikers finishes in and around the box and then won and converted a penalty. Probably could have had a couple more on the day as well. Yeah, they didn't need Dom, Dom Young. Dom Young was absent on this occasion, um, but they didn't miss him. And, um, and they had Simon Gale, Simon Gill, I should say, was um, pitch side doing a pretty vigorous warm up. He seems to be on the way way back to fitness again after his back problem. Um, I say I've said it before. You know um, I can't see anybody touching Saints this season. They are nine points clear, North for a second. They're the only team who can beat them. I've got a game in hand, but I you know as good as North are playing, I can't see them. Uh, I can see them slipping up on some occasion, and I, I don't think Saints will slip up more than once, if at all. And North four-one winners over Rangers at the weekend, and it is uh, North Saints next Saturday. Um, St Martin's going down to Northfield, so uh, yeah. If the title race is to sort of pivot, that will be the moment. If not, yeah, you could if Saints win or draw in that game, then the title's probably theirs. Well, let's hope North do get a result for the good of the league. You know, I mean, um, you know. I, you know, you would hope um, that, that the league remains open right until the last month. You know, but um, let's say, so I think all neutrals will be hoping for North North victory on Saturday. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, um, as I say, Saints will turn up expecting to win, and I. I think they'll probably get something. Elsewhere at the weekend, Bells 5-1 winners uh, against Manza and ah, it was Sylvans 2, Velrec 2 in the other game. Yeah, the Bells have really come alive. Finally getting their first team together again, their full-strength team, or more or less their full-strength. And I see Wayne Bishop got a great, got a brace. Um, I think he's the one who's really key to them, key to them performing well over the second half season, perhaps mounting a charge and grabbing the top three spot. 
Um, he's a good striker. Um, really honest player. I love the way recently I was watching him play Rangers and, you know, he got a whack from... He gave got a whack from the Rangers centre-back. He gave a whack back, you know, just get on with it. No moaning with Wayne, you know, he's good old-fashioned striker who just, you know, is quite happy to put his, you know, throw his weight around, but also accept accept it very well when, when, when an opponent dishes out to him. No moaning and groaning with Wayne. And he's, he's a very effective player for somebody who's now 31, I guess. You know, he's still strong, pretty quick. And um, he's just what um, Bells need. Um, and um, they sort of, I say, they, they've got some stability back now. And um, I think they will have a very good second half of the season. Oh, still plenty to watch in the Premier League. A busy week ahead as well, Rob, with uh, league and cup matches um, at first team level. Uh, Tuesday night, North take on Velrec. And as I say, they're back in action on Saturday in the big one in the league, um, North hosting Saints. Uh, we've also got some Stranger Cups, some FA Cup. Um, Rockane Pirates in the FA Cup face Manza. I think the Pirates could possibly sneak a win there. Um, be interesting to see if Wilfus Ackley turns out for Manza again, you know. Um, but um, no, I think, you know, think that would be a very, very good game. Yeah, a couple of good games to look forward to um, this week. Right, before we wrap up, Rob, uh, just a quick mention of the under-16s because, uh, yeah, a couple of good performances this weekend. Yeah, I, was a, I believe there was a cracking game at St Peter's involving Sylvans and North. Um, Sylvans triumphed 4-2 and are now in a very good position at the top of the league, although Saints have got several games in hand and will be chasing them down. Um, I gather there was a potentially serious injury there to young Harry Hudson from young Sylvan who's also a very good athlete let's hope that is not as bad as we feared I'm sure everybody will wish him well um, and there was a it was an interesting game down at Portsmouth on Sunday morning where um, Rangers under 16s avenged an early season defeat by the home side I think it was 5-3 on that occasion and by winning 6-0 um, second time round um, some good performances by the young Rangers lads and um yeah, it's got some good some good young players coming through. Yeah, good to hear. Sylvan's at top of the under-16 table. Uh, 11 points clear, but Saints in second have three games in hand, so um, still a bit of work uh, for them to do there. Uh, right, well, let's leave it there, Rob. Uh, coming up next week, we'll be looking a bit more in depth at what's going on at Rangers, the sort of big uh, revolution uh, project that's underway. I'm speaking to a couple of the key players there, so look out for that one next week um, with the Guernsey Press Football Show on Monday. We'll be back on Thursday with another general sport show so uh, they'll be dropping in this feed do hit subscribe or follow wherever you get your shows uh, to make sure you get every episode delivered to you uh, do give us a like on social media or a follow at gsy press sport on facebook twitter and instagram is the place to go and if you're enjoying these shows uh, leave us a rating or review or even uh, share it uh, wherever you want uh, we appreciate it all and one last plug for the paper because that's the best place uh, to stay across everything that's happening in local sport monday uh, to saturday right we'll leave it there Thanks, Rob. Cheers, Tony. See you soon. Ta-da.